Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Securities, hosted by Johnny Secret. This is the Celebrity Mental Health Podcast, or I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same mantra as me, then before we get to today's guest, please subscribe to Securities and Secure listening. And at the end of the episode, leave a five-star rating and a review. And let me tell you about my guest today. My guest today is not just a beauty school dropout. She's been taking the theatre world by storm over the past five years. First in Heaven's the Musical, then Waitress, and now starring as the lead in Greece as Sandy at the Dominion Theatre, where her solo of hopelessly devoted to you deserves a standing ovation nightly. So without further ado, as we go together in this conversation, I'm delighted to welcome to Sikininska, the one I want during a summer night, actress Olivia Moore. Hello, Olivia. Hello. Thank you very, very much for having me. I've seen you twice, actually, in Greece, and I, overall I've seen the show four times now. And it's one of those shows that it's just so feel good I thought because this is a mental health podcast and because when we're focusing on mental health especially during the summer we're a bit like oh I don't know how I feel about September and then it's nearly Christmas I feel let's get you on to talk about Greece and why you should go and see it for your mental health just so that you can feel a bit more positive in your outside because that's what Greece is it's a feel-good show isn't it the music is fantastic I mean it's guaranteed to make you want to get up and sing and dance so that's one reason alone but also I think Greece is the type of musical that a lot of people can relate to so I know that a lot of people go to the theatre to try and just have two hours three hours however long the show is just to break away from everyday life but sometimes people actually quite enjoy being able to see themselves up on stage and reflect back on themselves and sometimes things can kind of click for people and it, and it can really be quite therapeutic whatever you are after Greece is such a fantastic show and I think especially for mental health I think it's one that will definitely make you leave feeling good but you feel empowered as well because you're in control and why I love Greece and a show like Mamma Mia for example what I love about both those shows in particular is you know the beginning the middle and the end and so when you come to Greece and you've got the big Greece song you go all the way through you know kind of the markers of every single song way out so you know for example look at me I'm Sandra D beauty school dropout you know they're going to be in the first half and you know that's going to be Sandy's trying to get in with the girls and then you know you're going to have at the end we go together and then you know you're going to have a big encore where sometimes you watch a show and you're like especially if it's a new one and you go 
well, I don't know what the songs are. I don't really know what up to. And you start kind of checking your phone. You're going, is it nearly the end of the It's now 50. And now I've only got 45 minutes left. Mm. And you're kind of counting up and counting down. Whereas Greece kind of keeps you in check. So even if you're mentally not feeling that great and you go there, at least you feel like you've got, you're in control because you've got that schedule already ingrained in your head. We have made a few changes to kind of some of actually, some of the, the songs are in a slightly different order. Some of them are. However, like you said, I feel like because people do have kind of an expectation of the storyline, the storyline is very much the same. We've changed a few elements here and there to make it fit the world that we live in right now. But in terms of like the actual structure of the show, like you said, it is very, very similar. So people who are struggling and kind of depend on that routine structure. Yeah, yeah, it can it can kind of put people at ease. There are so many exciting, vibrant numbers in this that it's fantastic because you can be taken away for a moment. You know, sometimes in theatre there can be quite long scenes, which sometimes people can struggle kind of focusing on. But with this, we do have a lot of numbers one after another that it just kind of grabs your attention and kind of draws you in. And you've not just changed the structure of the songs, you've also changed the songs itself. You know, We Go Together is a much longer song than you'd have got in the film version. And it's a very inclusive song that has all the whole ensemble part of it as well. And it's a really nice way that it's broken down and you can feel really part as an audience member of being one of the boys or being one of the girls. And you feel like an honorary T-bird or a pink lady. Talk to me about what Greece means to you and that whole structure of the show versus the film and how it fits into the world of Olivia growing up and watching Greece because I'm sure you'd have watched Greece many many times beforehand. So growing up, I think Greece was kind of the first introduction to musicals, singing, dancing, combining the two. So growing up watching the film, it was very much my first kind of introduction to listening to music, kind of having a, a very much a narrative in a song and following it along and having loads of different characters and there being dance routines. And that was so exciting for me. And that was kind of my first snippet of that. And it really, really excited me. And I remember watching it, you know, in the lounge or in my room or whatever. And, and that would be the first time when I would honestly just sing along, dance, like, like genuinely like the quote, like dance, like I was watching. And I just felt free. I just felt free to express free to just let my hair down and just be my be myself or be a different character or just there was just yeah there was just a, a sense of release in it and I really really enjoyed that I really enjoyed that feeling you know school can be really difficult it can be really challenging and you know especially as as a teenager growing up all the changes that happen all the people that you meet it can be really really hard so finding Greece it was kind of one of the only, I had like a few DVDs, that, I'm the youngest of four, so I had a few DVDs that I actually owned and they were kind of my property. Greece was definitely one of those, but I think now approaching this musical, being now 27, it's got a whole new meaning. It has still definitely, I definitely still feel that sense of release and I feel excitement and, and freedom and playfulness with it. But I feel like, especially with the character Sandy, there is so much more to it now. There are so many more layers. And it's and I really, really focus on that, that female empowerment, but also being brave and, and sticking up for who you are as a person. I feel like the world that we live in right now, there are so many pressures and there are so many expectations. We put these ex expectations on ourselves of who we should be. And it can, that can have a huge impact on your mental health. And I feel like, 
this time coming into Greece, I've really learned so much about myself and, and accepting who I am and, and how I can apply myself to friendships and, and work and, you know, just life. And I think, I think that's something that we really, really want to focus on, especially with the character Sandy, because in the film, she very much, it seems like she very much changes for Danny. But in our production, she she doesn't. She's she's confident and in who she is. And yes, there is a costume change at the end, which is very iconic. But she doesn't do that for Danny. She does that for herself. And so yeah, it's funny because I feel like I have kind of grown as a person since since doing this show in terms of just feeling like acceptance and confidence, like in who I who I am as a person, as well as how I can bring that to Sandy. Oh my god, there's so much we need to unpick there. So let's go. <laughs> let's let's go backwards then, Olivia, to work forward. And um, you're talking about being brave and strength, etc. At school, what were you like, and how did you find school? Because I feel like a lot of the time, when you are such an extroverted actress and you're playing these different characters and you want to be part of the drama club at school, it doesn't fit the status quo of just wanting to sit in the corner with the cool kids all the time. It's more that I want to go and have my lunch breaks in the drama room where I'm able to express myself. So how introverted did school make you feel growing up? At school, I was really introverted. I was very shy in terms of like, I I knew that I loved musicals and I loved to sing and dance, but that was something that I did at home on my own, not in front of anyone. The more I went to go in, see musicals I knew it was something that I wanted to do and I knew that I needed to step outside the box but obviously when I was at school I was with such a variety of of kids who had very very different interests and I was like one of like very few people who actually liked musicals but I was also I also didn't have a lot of confidence at all I was very quiet unfortunately I didn't have the best time at secondary school. I feel like it's very common growing up for there to be friendship problems. And I really struggled sometimes with the dynamic within certain girl groups. And sometimes I was the target of that. And it was really, really hard. And I think because of that, it knocked my confidence a lot. And I feel like being an actor is really vulnerable because you're really putting yourself out there. So at school, I did do for my GCSEs, I did do drama, but and I did do dance. But it was something that I wasn't this really confident person that jumped up any time there was an opportunity to sing in front of people or dance. It was something that like I did because I liked it, but I was very tentative with it. And from that point on and up until now, I've been so, so lucky to have such supportive family, friends, teachers who have really helped me gain trust in what I do and also have confidence to then go and do it. So it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy. And the person that I am right now going up on stage, I still struggle with confidence like everyone does. The nature of our job makes it seem like we're all really confident people. And there are loads of people in the industry that are really confident and that's great. But like I said, it's a really, it can be a really vulnerable thing to do. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes we struggle with that and, and that's okay. I want to explore that vulnerability in a second when it comes to the audition process and the behind the scenes of getting those shows. But I just want to touch on the character of Olivia versus the Olivia who's sitting in front of me now and just the Olivia in personal life. You've become a bit of an Instagram influencer. You're a bit of a TikToker. You know, you're doing your lifestyle stuff. You're playing all these characters. You've gone from being part of the ensemble cast all the way up to being an understudy waitress, but then actually getting the lead role in Greece, which is incredible, obviously. And that is now something that you can hold on for life, that you've played a lead role and hope it will lead to more lead roles and not going backwards into an ensemble. So my question is, 
how much are we now seeing and in in everyday life in the acting world in interviews the real olivia moore and how much are we seeing a version still that is looking for acceptance on cross social media and in, in the acting world if that makes sense that's a, that, honestly that's a really really good question i think obviously social media and my work and my profession there is always going to be a level of privacy that i always withheld and rightly so everyone should but when it comes to social media yes obviously now i have finally decided to start posting content that is more fitting with other interests that i have i love interior design i love kind of i say fashion i don't necessarily think i'm a fashionable person but like I enjoy buying clothes, styling them up. And it took me time because I thought I'd gained a, you know, a following from the shows that I had done. And, and I thought no one's going to want to look at stuff like that. And then last year, I just thought, no, like I want to be truthful to myself. And so that's why I started posting the content that I, that I started posting. And, and I'm really, really enjoying it. I feel like I'm able to kind of have another another side to me that's creative but in a different kind of sense but in terms of my social media and and how honest I like to be it's something that wasn't always there I think social media is still a very new thing growing up you know my siblings most of them didn't really have social media when they were you know when they were at secondary school I didn't have it when I was at secondary school so it's still a very new thing but when it comes to my mental health like with with a lot of things that I feel are important and that can help people I like to be honest I like to be because social media can be a filter we're all guilty of showing off some parts that make it seem lovely but I also think it's so important to be honest with your struggles I've struggled with my mental health for various different reasons and I know so many other people that have and recently I I kind of was honest about the fact I was seeing a performance psychologist which I still do because there was a period of time where I was really struggling with my anxiety when it came to performing and I I really wanted to do something about it. So I got help and I was, you know, I've been speaking to someone and and the the, the change, the turnaround, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of doing it. And I'm not afraid to admit that I got help. So I'm very, very honest about that. I was very honest earlier about, you know, when it comes to appearance and, and growing up. And I try and be as honest as I can because I know that there have been times when I've been on social media and I've listened to a video or I've read something that I connected to or or even just thought, oh, wow, I never realised that. All I feel is just like I feel pride and I feel respect for that person who has shared something because I feel like it takes a lot of courage to do that. And I feel like there is so much kind of growth and ownership of that it's not a negative thing it's something mental health is something that should be spoken about even more I feel like we're definitely taking steps in the right direction but I feel like because of the nature of my job because of the shows that I've done there are a lot of younger generation that are looking at my stuff and granted they might not be interested in the outfits I wear the response I got from talking about my performance psychologist was so like overwhelming in such a wonderful way because people were like friends of mine who didn't even know people who are in the industry they're going through the same thing kids that you know are wanting to do it and they're struggling with the same thing it was almost like some sort of connection where either there was like hope or there felt like there was like something that might be able to help them and there was I just feel all it took was a few stories on my Instagram and it got a conversation going and some people potentially went away and thought, there's something I can do about this. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You mentioned other mental health struggles that you've had in the past. What were they? Health anxiety is another one. After the pandemic, after everything that happened, you know, we were so focused on on our well-being that that's a huge anxiety. Do you know what I mean? I want to make sure my family are are healthy. And so that's, you know, another thing. Anxiety just in general, do you know what I mean? Like not just performance, but sometimes day-to-day life can be really stressful. Getting things done. Even thing, little tasks of, you know, oh, I need to do the washing, I need to do this, I need to pick up. Things can really kind of, small things can kind of build up and sometimes it can feel like it's spiralling a little bit. And so I have seen a counsellor a short while ago after the pandemic. It was just good to talk about things and no matter how big or small, it was just nice to just talk to someone who doesn't, who didn't know anything like about me other than what I'm telling them. It just felt like a weight was kind of being lifted and we were kind of delved a bit deeper into why I might be the way I, like why I might deal with things the way I am, the, why I might get stressed over certain things. And it's all very, very personal. So whenever I talk about my counselling, you know, everyone's sessions are so different. You know, there's never, there's never an identical therapy session, but just talking is so powerful, whether it's privately with your therapist or, you know, sharing 
you know, the fact that you are going, you know, to get help. And we're a generation, I think, now where it's it's slowly starting, slowly starting to come. There's more confidence with openly talking about therapy. And so I'm definitely proud to, you know, to say I've, I've, I've got help because I know loads of people have. And some people choose not to talk about it, which is absolutely fine. It's their, it's their decision. But yeah, I'm just trying to build confidence to kind of be more open with mine. Well, it's interesting as well, because of the industry we're both in is that as both freelance, I mean, look, you've got a contract to the end of October for Greece at the moment. So you've got that safety net. But there's always that paranoia and the back of your mind, that anxiety of well, what's next. And you think about finances, you know, for example, we'll talk about it a bit, but you're getting married next year. And so there's the pressure around all that about, you know, how am I going to afford a wedding? What if I need to be working? How am I going to take those days off work? And I need my next role. And does that put me off? And then why am I not getting a casting? And, you know, I've just been in Greece. And why am I not getting a casting for another big role? And it never stops. And you're on this train the whole time. And I have it all the time. I get so paranoid going, my job's going to end tomorrow. Or in six months time, this is over. And my friends are going, they don't know how to handle it. And like this year, for example, I had my three best friends' weddings. And I had three stag do's. And I've spoken about this on the podcast. But I've had three stag do's. I said, look, guys, I can't come. I just do not know what this year is going to look like financially. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, all your weddings are abroad. I'm going to them. I'm putting myself out for that. But I just don't know what's going on. And I feel like in the media industry, creative industry, whatever you want to call it, there's always anxiety. So I don't want to say, you know, how do you welcome that? Because it's a very simple question kind of with a big answer. But I suppose the question is really, how do you navigate yourself knowing you're going to end up with that anxiety as well? Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm actually talking sense. No, 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 you are. You are. It's the thing is, it's inevitable. In the industry that we're in, especially as, you know, um, being self-employed, you're always going to be constantly trying to think ahead of what, what even starting Greece, I kept my job, my two different jobs that I had before that kept me afloat. I kept those jobs. And what were those jobs? The first job, I'm basically like a conference host, which basically if, if a company is having like a meeting, they'll have someone there that kind of like make sure everyone's okay. They've got the right people. They're in the right room. Everyone's sorted. But I do it online. And so I make sure that everyone's in the right Zoom rooms. Like there's, you know, quite big confidential meetings going on. So I basically just conduct all of that and make sure it all goes smoothly. So I really, really actually, I love doing that. I started doing that in the pandemic. It started off as kind of, you know, a job that I didn't really have like a great deal of experience in. But the longer I spent doing it, I really enjoyed it. It was something to work on. I worked with completely different people. It was something not theatrical whatsoever, but it was honestly a breath of fresh air. And it was without realizing just what I needed, not just because... I, you know, it was a job, but for my own well-being, it was great. And then the other one was I just, I work front of house at a Pilates studio. So I've kept those two jobs kind of going alongside because I'm preempting that at the end of October, I'm not going to be in Greece. So it's things like that. And sometimes like it is, it is hard. And sometimes you can kind of, you can kind of get too far ahead of yourself. Sometimes you do have to just be like, chill. This is where I am right now. Let's just take it day by day. Because there are a lot of hours in a day that can either be a lot of hours stressing about something that's actually like not arrived yet. Or you can spend the day writing kind of maybe like writing a list out or kind of doing a mind map of like prioritizing. Okay, like what? Figuring it out. I'm getting married at some point, which is another stress, even just thinking about getting married. I'm 27 and I still feel like I'm like 15 years old. So getting married, I'm like, oh my God, I'm becoming an adult. Like, this is crazy. So even things like that 
cause stress that I never even thought of. I've always wanted to get married. And then when I got engaged, I was like, oh my gosh. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm engaged. Like, oh my gosh. It's just one of those things. And there are times when I find it more difficult. I know that sometimes my brain can think ahead to problems that could happen or could think ahead to situations. But sometimes you just have to try and slow yourself down. I like to kind of visually see what's going on. What am I stressed about? How can I try and help? What can I do? I'm quite a proactive person. I will always be working to try and find work. And when I do have work, I work very, very hard at it. In the conference job that I had, worked my way up slowly, then started working on like the training team, which was kind of like a little promotion. And and I felt so much like I felt like I accomplished so much with that. And and although it was nothing to do with theatre, it still felt like such a huge thing. And I was really proud of it. And I'm still proud of it. It's like with anything, you know, it's 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 stressful. Even if you're working full time, you never know. It's just it's just life in general can be stressful and it's just trying to navigate through it at a pace that is comfortable for you and I think gradually planning things like I said I like it visually I like to figure out I like to prioritize my brain sometimes I can prioritize like 10 things and I'm like this is not possible so I need to write, sit down and think right what do I need to do and that's why I started doing a lot of my content because it was something that was like a breakaway from thinking about the industry. I love performing. Performance my life is what I've done since I was little, but I wanted something that kept me creative, but it was new and it was something that I really had passion in. So with my content, through learning how to use Instagram, I'm learning how to use different platforms for editing and stuff. And I'll be going on YouTube, learning how to use things and and it takes time and it takes a lot of energy. It's something I can focus on. And sometimes when I'm feeling a bit stressed or I'm, I'll just go ahead and just do a little bit of that. And it gives me fulfillment. And whether that leads to other things, if that leads to other work, then fantastic. A one bamboo, that was Olivia Moore, and you can see her in Greece until the end of October at the Dominion Theatre in London. It's next to Tottenham Court Road Station. Go and see it, it's so good. And the Dominion Theatre is one of my favourite theatres. There's always a great Christmas show that goes on there after, so do go and check out the theatre. And go and get to the theatre, go to the West End of London. If you're not from London, go down there and go and see a musical. There's so many great shows out there at the moment. Go and check one out, because you'll just know you're going to be in such a good mood. You've been listening to Skin and Skin with me, Johnny, so if you like me, please do go and make the podcast subscribe to it share it tell someone you've listened to it and tell olivia and me that you've gone to see grease the musical because you've listened to her on security insecure on tiktok at johnny seafoot 92 on twitter at johnny seafoot on instagram at johnny seafoot and security insecure podcast where you can find me and i'll be back next week with another big celebrity to talk about their mental health journey until then i'm johnny seafoot thanks so much for listening until then thank you and goodbye up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.